0: Welcome to today's episode of Grief Haven. I'm your host, Julie Dirks, and today we're going to be talking about the dreadful death date. Here I am, sitting, going into my sixth death date of losing Jason. So I thought I'd share with you this week my experience with death dates and what I've learned along the way in my journey. The first year I found was full of lots of anxiety and anticipation leading up to that day because I had never experienced one before. I didn't know what emotions were going to come in. I was still very much feeling all the heaviness, all the overwhelming emotions, and all the pain. And I had that hopeful dream that that one year mark was going to kind of magically wash away my grief and I'd be done with what I was feeling. So I had those high expectations as well. And so the weeks leading up to the first death date, I was right back in revisiting all the last days we had with him, lots of flashbacks going right back to remembering very vividly that day of losing him. The day right before losing him and all that surrounded his death date, it was consuming me again. And I had worked on helping release the trauma that surrounded that day, but I still had a lot to work on. It takes a lot of time to work through a traumatic experience like that. Sitting here now, six years in, I don't feel the trauma of that day like I did six years ago, five years ago, even four years ago, because I intensely worked through what I needed to work through. So it wasn't consuming me anymore. But I was having so many flashbacks on that first approaching death date. And there's all that thinking about what am I going to do? How should I Honor that day. Feels weird thinking about having to do something that day because you definitely don't feel like it's a celebratory day. And I was really fortunate that friends stepped up to host a gathering at their house for Jason's death date. So that was really lovely because I think for me, it was really hard to think of not doing anything with anybody. I didn't want to be alone. And as we approached, His one year, there was talks about an intimate concert that was going on at a local town that was going to be on the day that we were gathering for his death date. And I had so much resistance to that and almost was feeling hurt that others wanted to go to a concert on such a day because it didn't feel right. Because that would be having fun and celebrating. And that's not what that day was about for me. But I didn't want to be alone. So I was kind of stuck between this. Do I go? Do I not go and and be alone? Which one would feel worse? I'm not really sure. And it was really confusing for me to try and figure out what exactly I wanted to do. And there felt pressure. And in the end, I did go to the concert we did have an intimate gathering before the concert a few friends gathered at the cemetery for Jason and then back to their house for some dinner so there was some time where it was just nice you know there were stories being shared and just being together was was good and then I had a lot of anxiety about going to the concert but I went and looking back I am glad that I did go I actually did have some fun and I remember thinking while I was just standing there listening to music watching people dance and smile and laugh and have fun that it was okay to allow myself to have some fun and I started thinking you know what this is exactly what Jason would be wanting us to do right now and it did feel like a nice way for everyone to come together and remember him it just took me a lot to get there and I think it was the first time i really gave myself permission to let go and have a little bit of fun so that was pretty huge and and not have the guilt come in that i shouldn't be having fun that i should be really sad that i should be a lot of shoulds i should be this i should be that but fun was definitely not one of those things that i should be doing so that was the first time i really stopped and paused and said you know what you can do this you can have fun And it doesn't mean that you're dishonoring Jason in any way. It actually felt very much like honoring him because he would have absolutely loved that that's what everyone was doing. That was still really, really huge for me and hard. And I had to acknowledge that for myself. And those first anniversaries are just so very tough. But I got through the first death date and my grief didn't magically go away. It was still very much there. If anything, it felt a little bit heavier for a while because of that expectation that I set up for myself that things were all going to be better. But really, the first death dates are hard because it's a reality check that this is actually happening, that yes, you got through all the firsts, but now it's highlighting that you still have to keep going through life without them. They're not coming back and that really... Slipped me into a bit of a slump for a while because I wasn't thinking about what happens after the one year mark. I was just totally focused on getting through that one year mark. And so when it was done, it was kind of like, now what? All this grief is still here. And what am I supposed to do with it now? Is it going to be here forever? And a lot of times, and I know I heard this while I was kind of in the first year from people who were ahead of me in their grief, that They would say year two can almost be harder than year one. And I did not want to hear that because year one felt impossible. So how could year two be any worse? And I would really truly say that year two, the first six months of year two were extremely challenging because you feel like you should start getting better, that you should be done with this grief. Those expectations that we've set up for ourselves, that society has set up grief, that leads us to feeling that way. And then the whole support that you get within that first year does really start to dwindle. And it feels like people think like, okay, she got through the first year, she's good now. And that's not true. It's not true that you're good now as soon as the first year mark is over. And I'm lucky and fortunate that I still had a fairly solid support system, but I think the majority of people believed that I was good now and and didn't have to check in on me anymore. And I know that is a huge struggle for a lot of grievers after the first death date has passed. So just remember that when you are going through the first death date and remember that for people in your life who have gone through the first year of grieving that it just doesn't go away. Another important piece that I've really learned through all these death dates is the body remembers. For me, it's fall time. That marks the season that he died. And as soon as the cold weather comes in, as soon as the leaves start to change, as soon as we start preparing for Halloween, my body very much remembers. And every year has been a little bit different for me. But the first three years, I was feeling that slump as soon as the fall time hit. And I wasn't super aware that it was because of the death date approaching it took me a while to piece that together that my body was remembering what was happening this time of year and like i said it it does change a little bit every year in terms of how i'm feeling about the death date approaching how my body feels and this year i'm really feeling it within my body my body has really remembered it this year and this is and being six years into losing Jason. My grief isn't at the top of my mind anymore all the time. So I think this year I was a little surprised when fall time hit. It actually kind of really hit me at Halloween that I was really going into to feeling this within my body. And so I'm really processing that for myself. but I think this year there is an added layer of being the first time since Jason's died. It's on the same days. When he went out to a work retirement party, it was on a Thursday. This year, we're back on a Thursday, the 9th being the Thursday. And then I woke up the Friday morning with a knock on the door. And it's, again, going to be the 10th on a Friday this year. So I think that is definitely an extra layer that I'm feeling this year. And it's bringing more in the memories this time than it has in the past. So that's been interesting for me to kind of discover and feel. Whereas last year I was actually anticipating maybe more grief because it was the five-year mark. And I thought that seems like a a significant marking of time. Five years is a long time, really, especially when you're in the thick of raising kids and how much my boys have grown up since they lost their dad. They were seven months old and two and a half years old when their dad died. Now they're six and eight. And that's a significant amount of time in their childhood. So I really was actually anticipating it last year, but I was so busy last year at this time. I was, I was packing up my house and moving into a new house with my boyfriend right before this, his death date. So I was really consumed by all that. And it was actually a really exciting time for us. And it's, I was too occupied, honestly, to, to really sit with whatever might have been coming up. It's not that I ignored his death date. We still got together with friends and honored his death date, but I think I was just so consumed and excited about what was happening in my life and that's okay. I, I didn't shame myself for that. I didn't think that something was wrong with me, or I was forgetting Jason by feeling super griefy for this time of year, but I acknowledged it for what it was, and I knew that it was his death date, and so maybe this year it's just a little more added because I didn't really feel it last year. Who knows? There's so many different layers to grief, and I'm just allowing it them to come in this year as they're coming up. I mean, significant days like death, they really, truly have that way of bringing in the familiar ache to remind you of your loss, even when it's not at the top of your mind anymore and consuming you and for a while, that grief can be right back at your side as a steadfast companion. That's what it feels for me like right right now it's it I know it's just kind of always there. The triggers are a little bit more heightened right now. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But it makes me want to talk about the reawakened grief because that is a very much a thing for a lot of people, especially as you get into climbing up into the years of it being 5, 10, 12 years since your loved one has passed. So sometimes I'll notice I feel more anxious or I feel off or I'm really lacking motivation or feel myself going into a slump without really knowing why until I pause and think about it for myself I give myself space I'm aware of that I'm feeling anxious or off or lacking motivation and that's the first step for me is always acknowledging and I could go a couple of days of feeling this way with kind of ignoring it and not really putting attention to it until I kind of pause for myself and think okay I've been feeling off lately let's think about this and it's my body remembering something, whether it's a significant date coming up, or like I said, the fall is a huge time when my body remembers. And it can be very overwhelming, both emotionally and physically, especially because you haven't noticed any specific grief emotions for a while. It could have been months or even year or a year and a half or year two years. But you find yourself all of a sudden confronted with a reminder of your loss and the grief has woken up, like the beast has woken up, because the grief is always inside you. Even if it has gone to sleep for a significant amount of time, the grief is always there. And at these times, I just have learned to give myself so much grace and space to honor what I'm feeling. I try and schedule a little bit more self-care time for myself, just do the things that support myself. And I try and journal a little bit more. I try and get outside a bit more. Just I know the things now that really help shift me in these times. And it took me a couple of years to figure out what worked for me. But you do have to give yourself a lot of grace and not beat yourself up and think, why am I back into this? Like, don't berate yourself. We are our own worst enemies when it comes to feeling hard emotions, thinking we shouldn't be feeling certain emotions because it's been x amount of time it's just your body does remember and it does hold on and that's okay we don't have to try and change that you just have to give yourself a lot of grace and compassion and give yourself support or turn to people around you that have been there to support you in the past we truly have to start to honor what feels best for us Thinking about death dates and what you want to do for your loved one's death date. I mean, I knew that first year I didn't want to be alone, which pushed me into going to something that I didn't think was right for me. It ended up turning out to be a positive thing for the most part for me. But I just, I knew I didn't want to be alone. Some people find peace in being alone and want to be alone. And that is okay. We need to find what works best for us. And I have learned that... Having some time to myself on that death date is important. I need time to reflect, but I also still truly am grateful and love that I can still gather with people that truly cared about Jason and loved Jason and still miss him every year when his death date approaches. You can also incorporate some of their favorite things, like their favorite meal or their favorite dessert, You go to their favorite restaurant, do something that they were passionate about, watch their favorite movie think about them right and do something that feels like it's honoring them jason loved getting together with his friends. So I feel like that is a very significant way to honor him is by getting together with friends who have lots of stories and memories of him. But I will say it definitely takes some time to find what feels right and works for you. And that's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out the first year and know leading up to that day what you wanna do and have it all mapped out. I mean, I know for me and as humans, we we like to be in control. So we feel like we have to have it all mapped out In order for it to feel good or have that control so we know what to expect but it's okay to just kind of have that day approach and follow your intuition as to what feels right in that moment for you sometimes we need to go through one to figure out what works or what doesn't work i mean if something didn't feel right just allow yourself to change it next year it's hard to know exactly what's going to feel right until you do it. And just don't let other people's expectations of what they think you should be doing pressure you into something. I think a lot of people approach someone and say, oh, hey, what are you going to do? I know it's you know almost that time. What do you think you're going to do? And I know people think that's supportive, but that can put a lot of pressure on the griever in terms of thinking, oh my gosh, like, do I have to do something? Are people expecting me to do something? Maybe they don't want to do something. The better way of approaching someone about the death date coming up is just asking them if there's anything they need or anything they would like and being open to what they need because they just need to tap into their own intuition and ask themselves what feels right. Ask yourself what feels right. Pause and give yourself the space to see what your body's gonna tell you. And I would truly suggest finding some time to be alone, whether it's just taking a walk or sitting in your your room alone. I think it's really important to give yourself space to feel, process, or release anything that's coming up as you go through the death dates. And just being gentle with yourself every single death date. Cause I think death dates from my experience for the most part are going to be hard, are going to reawaken grief and that is okay and you're not taking any step backwards in your grief because I know that it very much can feel that way especially if you feel like you've been doing so well and life is moving forward so great and not that you don't miss them but it just doesn't seem like it's consuming you like it did before and maybe when the death date approaches it's consuming you again just be gentle in yourself and turn back to the things that you know help you get through the hard times what's in your toolbox pull it out what are the coping strategies that have worked for you in the past and give that to yourself as you go through the really hard emotions again with death dates approaching and on the flip side if a death date's approaching and you're not feeling that griefy slump the reawakened grief like you have in the past don't beat yourself up about that either because every year is different you're at different phases in your life every year and we just need to honor where we're at every single day and not should on ourselves or beat ourselves up thinking we're dishonoring them some way by not feeling a certain emotion just a final point here is i know for me especially the first two years the days leading up to the death date were way worse for me than the actual day which surprised me but i think i was just putting so much pressure on myself i was feeling so anxious and overwhelmed, not sleeping well, that I just felt like a big mess leading up to the day. And then the day came and I was like, whoa, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Why did I put myself through all that? But again, can't beat myself up. I learned something going into the first death date that if I honored myself, I was going to get through it because it does feel like when you're approaching, especially the first death date, that you might not get through it which I think is where all the anxiety comes in. But just know if you are having a really hard time with an approaching death date, that's okay. And just stop and pause for yourself and it's easier to break it down and think the death date is one single day. Yes, it's a horrible day, a tragic day that changed the course of your life forever, but it's again, it's 24 hours. And when I broke it down into that for myself, it became less scary and that I could actually survive it. It's taking it one step at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, and even one minute at a time, if that's what you need to do. That's what I have for you today. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please share it and help spread these important grief topics. You can follow me on Instagram at juliedirks underscore grief coach. That's J-U-L-I-E. D-E-R-K-S underscore grief coach. I appreciate you and sending all my love.